What's in a logo, meatball or worm? This week, we have a look at the history of NASA's iconic logos. Now, I'm a meatball lover. Think I'm right? Think I'm wrong? <laughs> Let us know. Get in contact with your thoughts and opinions. The easiest way of doing that is on our social media channels. We're at Space and Things 1 on Twitter and at Space and Things Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We love hearing from you. And please consider hitting that share button. But right now, please enjoy episode 74 of the Space and Things Podcast. Things with Dave Giles and Emily Carney. I'm Emily Carney. And I'm Dave Giles, and welcome to episode 74 of our podcast. We recorded this episode towards the end of last year. As regular listeners will know, it's because I'm recording an album at Abbey Road Studios throughout January. The good news is that all being well, we should be back next week with all the latest news and sport from the world of spaceflight. A whole month's worth. Emily, any predictions of what crazy thing might have happened in the, in the world of space this month? I don't know. Elon Musk is going to launch himself in his new haircut to the moon, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. He got a new haircut. He looks like uh, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg from... Uh, <laughs> he does. From, oh, <laughs> he my does God. From the Fifth Element. Yeah. I like, I, I like Elon Musk. I know he does some crazy stuff, but I, I, I like him. So He's got a new do. So. New do. He's going to launch that in himself to the moon. Hey, go for it. Why not? I Absolutely. would if I had that. If I had that money, I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We got a topic to talk about today. So let's crack on. Uh, Roger, Houston, Apollo 10. You can tell the world that we have arrived. Emily, I know you've written articles about various logos. So where do we start with this? Yeah, so um, NASA and other space agencies, today we'll just kind of limit it to NASA and a little bit about ESA, have had uh, their, you know, sort of corporate uh, logos and their sort of corporate typography, really just to, you know, give the agencies sort of like a, a standard, I guess, of appearance. And I guess we'll start with uh, what I think is your favorite logo, the meatball logo. The original and best. Yes, the meatball <laughs> logo. Um, it's got the with the vector that sort of intersects the word NASA, the blue globe and the stars. It was actually drawn by a NASA employee and it was instituted starting in 1959. I was surprised. I, I always assumed that like a graphic designer had come up with it or something like that. But it was actually, I think, somebody who worked at NASA Langley. So that that sort of speaks to at the time, you know, what a sort of a shoestring operation NASA was, you know, mm. <laughs> that they didn't hire, you know, an outside like a, you know, mad men or something like that. Does that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know. Absolutely. And do you know, do you know what? It's what really into the, uh, maybe because of uh, I'm a musician and working copyright stuff. But in my head, I'm also thinking that person probably wasn't remunerated properly for designing a logo, which has gone on to become probably one of the most mass produced uh, logos on merchandise items around the world. And NASA have essentially given the rights away to, to, to people to do what they want with. Yeah. Um, and that, that person, <laughs> someone's work, you know, crazy. Yeah, he probably didn't uh, profit much, if at all, from making that because I, I believe NASA does have standards for like licensing where like, you know, if you put the worm or the meatball on your clothes, you know, it has to be done in a certain way. But right. I, I want to say, you know, it's public domain 
I doubt anybody's gotten paid from that, which is nuts, or paid substantially from that. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah, and NASA had that logo for about a good uh, 15, 16 years, and everybody was fine with it. And then um, around the early 70s, under President Richard Nixon, there was a, a push to have a lot of uh, logos sort of uh, beautified, like a beautification <laughs> of uh, agency logos. And a few uh, agencies fell under that. And one of the agencies that was focused upon was uh, NASA. And they decided to uh, retire the meatball logo for what would become the uh, worm logo, which is really modern and very stylized, very stylish looking. Um, the actual designers were called Dan, D-A-N-N-E, and Blackburn. They were a New York uh, design studio. They were tasked with the job to modernize NASA's logo. So on... January 1st, 1976, NASA actually released a uh, NASA graphic standards manual. I have it linked in the article that I wrote about the worm logo, which is called Worm Farm. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I have it linked, but you can buy copies of it. If you're a nerd like I am, you can actually buy copies of the, uh, the NASA graphic standards from the 70s if you really want to have it in your hand. It's really cool to have. It has what... The logo type is supposed to look like on the space shuttle, uh, on the Hubble telescope, on NASA vehicles, on their stationary, it, for all the nat different NASA centers. It's really cool, and it's uh, it's extremely 70s. It also has uh, recommended standardizations for the fonts that they use. Um, one really popular font that they used in the 70s was Helvetica. <laughs> NASA was all over that. If you look at the space shuttle, the name of the shuttle, starting with Enterprise, that's on the side of the crew cockpit, it's actually in Helvetica bold, I think. And they really used those standards for about 15, 16 years until 1992. And there are reasons why. First of all, not everybody liked the worm logo, um, even when it was instituted in the 70s. I, I talked to a couple of astronauts about it when I was writing my story. One astronaut who I will not name... <laughs> He thought it was the one of the dumbest ideas NASA had. Uh, a lot of the old, <laughs> a lot of the I wouldn't say old people. That sounds horrible because this person wasn't old at the time. But a lot of the old guard at NASA did not really like the worm logo. They thought it was just, you know, tr it was kind of a fad. That's what they felt at the time. A lot of them preferred the meatball logo, basically. But um, by 1992, it was kind of a moot point because NASA under Dan Golden, the administrator at the time really started to institute the meatball back. And part of it was because the worm logo at that time, it had a connotation that it was linked with Challenger. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So at the time, it was sort of like, okay, you know, it reminds us of, you know, an awful tragedy. So they, at the time, you know, Dan Golden really, and his administration, you know, they, they tried to sort of erase it. But, um, mm. I'll be honest, though, uh, I've always loved the Worm logo. It's the one I grew up with. I really associate it with the late, you know, not even the shuttle. I mean, even just like, you know, NASA missions from the late 70s and stuff like that. And the and the films that we would see, they would always, you know, on days where your teacher didn't feel like doing anything, they'd cart in that 
<laughs> they card in the TV and the TV with yeah. the video player. Yeah, with the VHS. <laughs> you knew that was a good day when that came into the room. You're like, yes, TV day. This is how freaking old I am. Or they'd card in the projector uh. <laughs> with the, you know, they card in the film projector and you knew it was going to be an awesome day when that NASA logo popped up. Like you knew that was like, yes, this is quality programming. We're going to, you know, <laughs> so I always loved the worm logo. I always had, a, you know, a feeling of nostalgia for it. And in the last within the last year, actually, I should say two years, it's 2022 now, um, NASA has kind of brought it back. It's It was on the uh, first crewed dragon flight. It was on the side of the rocket. I think it's going to yeah. be instituted on SLS uh, Artemis mm. one as well. And um, if you go to like Kennedy Space Center or any of the NASA centers nowadays, they have a lot of shirts with them. I mean, they've really re-embraced the worm logo as part of sort of their heritage, which personally I love. I'm aware before I get a lot of hate mail and texts and emails, I am well aware that not everybody likes it. <laughs> I think it's great. Weirdly, it still looks futuristic. Yes. If it's for something that was supposed to be futuristic in 1970 normally when someone does that in 10 years it already looks dated but it to me it doesn't look dated i i don't know that's good design i guess do you know i i do prefer the meatball but do you know what i'd love to see uh more of you and used by nasa is the meatball using the worm font for the word nasa because the word nasa in the meatball is the least inspiring part of it the font for that is rubbish yeah. so why not incorporate both yeah, why like, not? What's wrong with that? Let's do both. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, 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 I like both logos personally. I mean, I, I like the worm more only because I think it's the era I grew up in. Ooh, yeah. So I'm more. My brain is probably more hardwired to like it because it's nostalgia. Your brain automatically is like, oh, it's my childhood. You know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You know, and um, but I like the meatball as well. I still think it. I don't think there's anything wrong with the meatball. At all. I don't think it's no. a bad design. Yeah, yeah, no. It's a personal preference. Yeah. Which, which is funny. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's, this isn't a binary choice, is it? It's not like yeah. you're saying <laughs> one's bad, so therefore uh, you can't use the other. I just want to put this out there. 70s style was generally not that great. So, I mean, they could have done much worse things with the Worm it logo. Exactly. That's And that's what I was getting at early when I said it hasn't dated badly. Yeah. I, you know, when you think of other things that came out of the 70s, <laughs> for it to still work now is quite surprising. Yeah, they could have done it in like avocado green or something, <laughs> you know, some nasty 70s color. Like, OK, we only want it in mustard and avocado. Everything was that nasty color of the 70s, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Everything was gross. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's a matter of personal taste. I, I like both logos. Mm. I prefer the worm only because I grew up with it. Yeah, so. makes sense. Now, just moving on, I'm currently staring at my Hubble Space Telescope, my Lego version of it. Yeah. And it has the worm logo on, but it also has the ESA logo on. Obviously, it was a collaboration with ESA. Now, ESA's logo isn't necessarily as iconic. I, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't even know what ESA is, whereas everyone's heard of NASA, right? So um, as frustrating as that is for us, um, that's what that's how it is. But it's a good logo. The ESA logo is a good logo. It's got like, it's kind of the Death Star with an E in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then the word ESA uh, next to it. It's funny you mention that because the ESA logo that you're showing was actually designed in also in 1975. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm currently trying to write an article about the ESA logo. I believe it was designed in 1975. And the section that kind of looks like the Death Star was supposed to look like a globe. But 
it also kind of looks like a fingerprint as well. And they like that aspect of the logo because in 1975, they were like, well, we're going to have European astronauts soon. Yeah. So they wanted a sort of a human, you know, an aspect to it. And um, I personally love the ESA logo. I think it's it, I, I don't want to say they ripped off the worm. They they did not. But it sort of has that same stylized, you know, very modern look to it. It hasn't dated much even though it was designed no. in the 70s. But there's a nice difference with the, the fact it's lowercase and, and the worm is uppercase as well, right? So they, they actually, they complement each other, but they're not the same. Exactly. I think it's a very modern, distinct logo. And um, I, I don't know, I, I always thought it was cool when we fought, when we saw in the United States the first European astronauts wearing it, it looked really distinctive. Like you were like, okay, yeah. they're with ESA, which is really cool. So I, I think it, kind of captured you know they they sort of sort of a newness and a modern you know a modern sense i guess so uh but yeah i'm trying to write an article about the isa logo now because i was like man it's not fair that i wrote about the nasa worm but i didn't write about the isa logo and it was designed around same time the same exact time because in the mid 70s um isa was like okay we're gonna have a space lab and put it on the space shuttle so what do we need we need the actual astronauts and also, ESA was established as part of a, a package deal in 1975. So, because yeah. Europe had a space agency, but it was sort of split in between two entities. So they finally consolidated them, or they got rid of one and they sort of put it together. You might know more about this than I do, since you actually I probably don't live in I probably because. But you, you say that like although I live in Europe. When I was a kid at school, we didn't talk about ESA. We talked about NASA. You know, we learned about what NASA was doing, and and uh, ESA wasn't wasn't spoke about. I knew more about the Canadian Space Agency than I did about ESA, which is crazy, right? Um, and and interestingly, when I looked at the the logo, first thing I thought was, oh, they they ripped off the Death Star. And then you think, well, actually, no. If it was nineteen seventy five, they didn't, because Star Wars didn't come out till seventy seven. And yet, most people's experience of this logo will be after Star Wars came out, which is qu quite interesting. Um, so they'll be like, oh, like my reaction. It looks like the Death Star. Well, actually, this was around first. Maybe George Lucas saw the ESA logo. Yeah. And uh, and that's what happened, probably. Yeah. Anyway. I think the ESA logo, um, according to Carl Walker, I believe the ESA logo was actually first used on an ESA bulletin, and I, I want to say it was late 1975. So they were using it as early as back then, which, is, yeah. which I had no idea. I always assumed... Yeah. I assumed mistakenly it was the late 70s, but yeah. it was actually the mid 70s. So I have some trivia. What? And if you know it, um, that's fine. What was the first NASA mission to use the worm? It would be Enterprise, wouldn't it? Close. It was actually Apollo Soyuz. It used the worm. Ah, oh, they used the yeah, worm. I, first. I did know that. I yeah. did know that. No, I, I saw it. That, yeah. I, I saw it recently. I saw it because I was I, I in my head when you said 70. Uh, what year did you say? You said 76, didn't you? So, yeah. And it, they instituted it, the, the, the graphic manual came out in uh, January 1976, but they started using the word. That's what threw me. They started using it, um, it I, I guess, aggressively. They started to promote it in the, you know, in 1975. And in, yeah, if you look at um, Apollo Soyuz, when they're marching to, the, marching to the pad and when they're in flight, their flight they have warm logos on their jackets. So yeah, yeah, they were the first ones. It's weird because it's still very much like Apollo era technology yep. with NASA with, with the worm logo. Because before we started this conversation, 
at the, at the top of the episode, if you'd asked me that question, I would have said it was either the last Skylab mission or Apollo Soyuz. But when you said the book came out in 76, I was like, that can't be right. So, I, yeah, there we go. Yeah, they were, we they were trying to transition, you know, from Apollo to the shuttle era, I guess. So they started with Apollo Soyuz. And uh, it's kind of weird seeing it because I'm like, I'm so used to seeing that on the space shuttle. That's very, it's kind of, there's like a mismatch. Like, did that happen in 75? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of neat though to see Deke Slayton wearing a worm logo. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I wonder what his thoughts of it were. I doubt he liked it. it. (laughs) (laughs) He probably hated it. Yeah. It was probably not his thing at all. Like, I, 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 I'm like I said, I'm not going to mention any names out of respect for this person, but um, I talked to an astronaut and they're like, a lot of us didn't like it at the time because yeah. it was just, they liked the meatball logo, you know, it was something yeah, yeah. familiar to them and uh, the they thought it was kind of faddish at the time, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it would, change change for the point of what, you know, you know what's yeah. the point in changing, so if it's not broke, don't fix exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, they thought it was there was nothing wrong with the meatball, you know. I wonder at what point they started referring to it as the meatball. Was that as a result? You won't. I'm sure you won't know this. I don't know. Was it was it called a meatball when in the 60s, or was it once they called it? Oh, and when did it get called the worm? Was that immediately called the worm, or is that more modern language that's made people compare the two like way that way? Probably more modern is my guess because when I was a kid, we didn't call it the worm. It was just the NASA logo. Yeah. It was the, if you see this on the film projector on the screen, you're going to have an awesome day because, yeah, the film is going to be fire. Like, it's going to be <laughs> awesome. There's going to be all sorts of cool stuff in it. So, yeah. If you're listening to this and you have a favorite space logo, maybe it's a different agency. If you feel there's one that we've neglected that that deserves some uh, some praise, let us know your thoughts. But also, just let us know what you think. What do you prefer? What would you like to see in future? Uh, or maybe you don't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the the aesthetics of all this really doesn't matter. And and that's that's actually an interesting conversation point in itself. Does it matter? At the end of the day, yeah, when actually the missions are the important thing, right? Exactly. You know, I think at the beginning of NASA's, um, at the beginning of NASA, they didn't really have mission patches for like crewed human missions and stuff like that. So I don't really think there was um an official mission patch. I want to say until God, Gemini Five. I think I don't mm. know if I'm right or wrong or not. You know, I don't think at the beginning aesthetics were really important to NASA, but I think over time, and I'm sure somebody like Tim Gagnon would probably know way more about this than I would, somebody who's a patch expert, but I'm sure over time, you know, it became important for the astronauts to have something, I guess, to identify their, you know, like, okay, that that's my crew, you know, or that's my yeah. mission, you know? And then from that, you had, during Apollo, there were some amazing patches, like you had... I think a, I'm a little biased. Apollo 15 is like my favorite patch. And it's like very sleek and modern. It's like Fuji, you know, it's just, yeah, it really grew into something like, you know, people were really bringing their best to it. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I think patches is a, is a different thing though, isn't it? Cause yeah. it's, it's more unique to in each individual mission. Whereas exactly. the logo is just a logo, right? A logo is something corporate that doesn't use or not 
I shouldn't say corporate. A logo is usually something that's like branding and it doesn't change. I th- I, th- I think what's really interesting about both the NASA logos and the ESA logos is that you can wear them on clothing and it's and it's cool, right? They're, they're good logos. Yeah. They, and, they, and they could have been awful. They're both amazing. And the ESA one is amazing. It, it's a really strong logo. Like I look at the SpaceX logo and I don't rate it at all. I don't I don't think it's that good. Like it's okay, but it looks like it's trying to hard to be cool <laughs> yeah i think that's like even even the worm logo doesn't look like it's trying too hard right <laughs> and it was nasa trying hard weirdly yeah it just is oh they were trying to be hip yeah they were trying to yeah. hip it up a bit and stuff in the 70s but it works somehow i i really think it works also I'm, i mean this has now got me looking up all the other all the other logos that exist in in current space flight um, and there's, there's some good ones out there. I think I think it's interesting um, that Blue Origin have done something completely different and not used the word. Their logo is a feather. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, very uh, very simple and very like sort of sticks in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure the SpaceX one. I like the X. The X is all right, but the SpaceX does does nothing for me. The Virgin Galactic one is too associated with a record shop. For yeah, me to, to it be, looks to like the record it, store, which I loved and I miss. But uh, yeah, it, I can't associate it with space flight. But interesting. The worst one is probably the Sierra Nevada Corporation. Their one isn't great at all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone's listening works for them? Sorry. Yeah. They, maybe they could get a remix. <laughs> anyway, logos, if you've got opinions, let us know. That's it for this week. I've definitely learned something. Uh, I hope you have too. Looking forward to being back next week to do a full show. I really do love doing this. Uh, so thanks to everyone who's listening and thanks to all those who continue to support us. Yes, looking forward to catching up on a month's worth of news. Thanks to all for listening and for putting up with us, uh, having such a long break from news stories. But don't forget, in space, no one can hear you mean. Space and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.